0: Welcome to the Bariatric Nutrition Coach Podcast, where we empower you with weight loss surgery nutrition knowledge, mindset advice, and inspiration, so you succeed in your weight and health journey. I'm your host, Jane Stoltz, and I am a bariatric dietitian who has helped over 1,300 people on their weight loss surgery journeys. I'm also a solo mum lover of long walks while listening to podcasts, partial to a glass of wine, and the ocean is my happy place. Join me as I dive deep into bariatric nutrition and lifestyle topics and deliver them to you in bite-sized, palatable episodes every Monday. Now, let's go. Welcome to this episode of my podcast, which is all about what not to do if you're experiencing a stall after your weight loss surgery. And I want to start by saying that I really don't love the word stall, which I know is the most commonly used word when weight loss stops in that weight loss phase after bariatric surgery. And the reason why I don't love the word stall is it kind of sounds a bit negative. And I'm gonna talk to you about how it's really normal for weight loss to stop and start after having bariatric surgery. Yes, there can be times where you're getting really consistent weight loss from week to week. But it's very normal for that, to and it's expected that that's gonna stop and you're gonna go through periods of no weight loss, may even go up a bit and then it can go down. And we want to, as we move further from your, your surgery date, we wanna be weighing less frequently, still at regular intervals, but we don't want to be weighing too often because it's very normal for your weight loss to jump around and also not move for a period. When you don't weigh yourself so often, it's a lot easier to see the trend of what your weight's doing. I much prefer the word plateau because it's a bit more neutral and there's less emotion with the word plateau. So I just wanted to introduce that as I will use the word stall because I know people, that's a very common way of explaining when weight loss stops after weight loss surgery and that weight loss phase. So in this episode, I'm talking about things that I've seen people do that don't help them when they're experiencing a stall. So that's why I've called it what not to do. And it can be a really tough time for many people, especially if they've had some nice steady weight loss and then things stop. And we're going to talk all about that. And I'm going to talk about that emotional side and then also the behaviors and all of that. So we're gonna we're gonna go into that in in more detail. What I'd like to do to start with is introduce you to a client story. And I'm going to give you some information about this client and then we'll kind of come back at the end towards the end of the podcast and I'll talk about the work we did together and, and the outcomes. But I've called this client Sarah, that's not her real name. And I use the word Sarah quite a lot in my examples, client story examples and you might be thinking Jane only has clients with the name Sarah, but I just tend to use the name Sarah. So let's say Sarah, when she expressed interest in working with me and to express interest in working with me and find out more, I asked people to complete a form online and I gather key information in that form. And so some of the things that Sarah put in her form that she was six months post-surgery, her weight loss had stopped in the, for the last eight weeks she hadn't had weight loss for eight weeks. She'd gone back to really tracking a lot on her app, counting calories, being really back into what I consider or call a dieting approach, dieting mindset. She put that she'd increased her activity levels. She had started skipping meals and she felt that was something she was doing a little bit better in the early days and then she'd gone back to that. She just was feeling really low. She put in her form that she felt like she was failing, that she wasn't doing as well as other people and really expressed that she felt quite down. And that is quite common for me to hear that when people are really in that struggling after having weight loss surgery. And I always will explain the aspects to people's journeys that are really normal, and then areas that I see for opportunity. So while plateaus and stalls are normal and expected after weight loss surgery, especially as you move further from your surgery, where Sarah was at six months after surgery and it was eight weeks or two months of no weight loss there were a few things that I wanted to investigate because that was quite a long plateau and a long stall. So that's the introduction to Sarah, how Sarah kind of got introduced herself to me in the application form and some of the information about where she was at and what she was struggling with. So we're going to come back to Sarah, but I want to start now talking about the what not to do, when, you have or experience a stall or a plateau after weight loss surgery and I'm going to go through these three areas, three things of what not to do and then we'll revisit Sarah at the end. So the first one, the first what not to do when you have a stall after your weight loss surgery is going to panic and self-blame. Yes, you're saying Jane that's really easy for you to say and I know it can be really tough. I want to talk about this in more detail. So as I mentioned how Sarah felt, and it's a very common that when people are talking to me about this struggle, that the emotions can be really high. So panic comes in. There's so much that's gone into your decision to have your bariatric surgery, physically, emotionally, financially. You want it to be a success. You want it to work. I know it's such a big decision. And so yeah, panic comes up and also self-blame and that's not going to help you. So I know that that will always be part of the reaction or part of the process of dealing with a stall after weight loss surgery, but we don't want to stay there, okay? And what that does is when people move into going into a panic and self-blame space, they go back into what I call default dieting behavior that really triggers that old default way of thinking about managing how to manage weight and that is where people start reaching or looking and googling and searching out quick fixes and that is the reset and the keto and all of those extreme diets that don't work so we know that dieting doesn't work you tried it for years before you had surgery and it doesn't work but that's what you naturally know and that's that I call it why I call it default because people will just go back into the default way of solving their problem. When you're uncomfortable, when you panic, when you're in self-blame and you feel really down, we just want to take that feeling away, we want to change it. So we're looking for a quick fix. And I want to challenge that because one there can be you can be doing everything really well. You're in a normal stall or if there are things we can be working on and doing, they're not quick fixes. We we need to have more of a long term view after having weight loss surgery, okay? But if you go into that panic and self blame, start down that rabbit hole, so to speak, of looking for quick fix diets, going back to that dieting, counting calories, exercising, wanting things just to be different really quickly that's going to derail you off your journey. That even if you did get a little bit of weight loss in the short term, that is not supporting your long-term journey after weight loss surgery, which I see as creating a new healthy life, learning healthy weight loss surgery eating habits, learning to practice them on a daily basis, knowing you're not going to be perfect, but the habits that get you the best result after your weight loss surgery are the same habits that will help you keep off your weight in the long term. So that's what I'm talking about having a longer-term view after having weight loss surgery, not just a quick fix or short-term results. So let's recap, people go into that panic and self-blame and then it's very natural to think how am I going to solve this, how am I going to take this feeling away quickly because I feel really uncomfortable, I don't like it, I don't like to feel like I'm not doing well. I'm comparing myself to people online. There's somebody that I had surgery with the same day. She's lost this amount. We were about the same weight. There's a lot of that comparison. We start looking in our environment for things that support how we think about ourselves. And that's where we start looking for the negative things. And that just perpetuates how you feel. So if you relate to this, you want to acknowledge that it's a normal you know reaction to panic and maybe not feel great but we want to not spend a lot of time there we want to pick it up and say actually we're going to move out of this space and I'll be talking more about that so I'm going to talk about what not to do after having weight loss surgery if you are experiencing a stall and I've kind of alluded to it a little bit in that first part of that reaching for quick fixes and diets But what it is, is restrict. Now, what people do, and you may relate to this, it's so common, and it relates to what I have been talking about. But people, they get panic, self-blame, and they move into restriction. Dieting way of thinking less is better. The less I eat, the more I'm going to lose. And so many people will express, and you can see it in online. I have had it expressed to me so many times, I'm eating hardly anything. And I'm still not losing weight. And that's because the less you eat is not better. You need a certain amount after your weight loss surgery. You need adequate protein and you need adequate calories, a deficit of calories, yes, a deficit of energy intake, but not too much of a deficit. Or your body feels you're in famine. It feels that you're starving and it needs to protect you and wants to protect you. So when you have enough protein in your body, body, when in your intake every day, and you have a deficit of calories, but not too much, I call that the sweet spot, and that's where your body relaxes and says, I'm getting protein every day. We've got food in our environment. We are not starving. It relaxes and lets your body lose your adipose tissue, your fat tissue, okay? We don't store protein in our body. We store carbohydrates in our body and we store fat in our body. We don't store protein. So we need it regularly every day for your body to feel comfortable, relax, and let you lose your adipose tissue. And also it helps you feel satisfied at a lower energy intake, not an energy intake that's weigh 500 calories a day and silly things like that. It is a sweet spot. So a really normal step that people do that is what we don't want you to do if you are experiencing a stall after your weight loss surgery is to go into restriction. And that's that dieting, counting calories. Well, you might say, well, I was having, I don't know, 1,100 calories a day. I'm going to try 600. And I've heard, I'm giving you examples that I've heard in my time as a bariatric dietitian, people pulling their calories down, taking often in this space, people take their eye off protein and it's all about calories and carbs and those things that they are more familiar with tracking and focusing on in their, I call it the dieting career, your dieting career before your weight loss surgery. So all the old dieting practices, exercising, not worrying too much if you skip meals, eating less is better and all of those things going to a restrictive eating phase, eating cycle. And if you've listened to some of my other things on social media, and I've talked at the time quite a bit about eating cycles, and it's around the restrictive eating, and I'll explain a little bit here, but restrictive eating is rules, limiting, not listening to the body, good foods, bad foods, all of those. That's dieting. We're not listening to the body. So often you're not satisfied. People say, oh, I'm in a weight loss stall and I'm restricting and now I feel more hungry and I want to eat more of those chips or the sweet foods. And I know exactly what's happening and I need to explain to people what is happening, not listening to their body. You can only stay in that restrictive state for so long. The other eating cycle that people bounce to, you don't stroll across to this other eating cycle like in a relaxed way or glide across you bounce or you jump into it it's the overeating cycle you can only hold restriction for so long and then you go into overeating and overeating is all the things you've denied yourself of it's still you're not listening to your body overeating, eating high energy foods, all of that. And then that's not a positive, but this is that whole yo-yo dieting, under eating, overeating. What I was explaining before about finding that sweet spot and that evolves over time after your weight loss surgery is moving into that, really we're starting to work on establishing, we want to establish that mindfulness eating cycle and intuitive eating cycle and practice the mindset of being in that cycle. And that takes time. You don't just overnight change and move out of that dieting mindset. That is something I talk a lot about, leaving a dieting mindset and finding balance and intuitive eating, but that takes time, okay? But just to recap, the second thing that I see people not to do is moving into that restrictive cycle, because often people make the situation much worse by going in one into restrictive cycle, having too little, taking their eye off the protein intake, And they can only hold it and then eating in other parts of their day or week. So, yeah, reflect do you relate to this? And so the third thing that I want to share and these are all these points are related but they they all deserve a separate discussion and that is what not to do after weight loss surgery is when you are in a stall is stop doing all the positive things that you have been doing and that is that whole baby out with the bath water going to panic, Go back to default way of thinking and behaving and go into dieting and restricting and all of that and stop doing all the lovely things that you have been doing. I've seen it so many times. People say in the early days or before they hit that time, they're you know, eating regularly and they're doing this and they're tracking some protein and all of that. And then they got thrown totally off with a speed hump over the first stall that they experienced and it really just threw them off emotionally. And then that then flows into behaviors because what we start with is we start with our thought and then that leads to behaviors. So if this is you, if you're relating to this and have you stopped doing the positive things that you had doing in the early days or doing before you experienced your stall? It might've been even things like you're weighing yourself once a week and then you get a stall and you start weighing yourself every day. And that exacerbates how you feel, not in a positive way, because every day you're getting that reinforcement that your weight's not moving in, in that space. So we want to keep weighing. We want to put the scales away. We want to tuck them under the bed in the cupboard, pull them out once a week, weigh yourself once a week. And I know many people listen to this saying, Jane, yeah, right. Only once a week. Cause I know that can be really hard, but that's, that would be a great, it's six months after surgery, I am encouraging my clients to weigh once a fortnight even and we don't go from once a day every day to once a fortnight. We do it in steps but it's a really positive way of moving into your life after weight loss surgery and not being on the scales every day. So are you weighing yourself and kind of keeping yourself off course by reminding yourself every day that you haven't lost weight? Have you stopped your regular eating? Have you stopped tracking your protein? Are you pushing yourself too hard from an exercise or activity perspective? What else have you changed? So you stop you know, the positive changes and behaviors. It's very normal for weight loss to stop and start. And what happens? You stop getting that feedback from the scales, the, of it dropping down because then you get that lovely feeling of, oh, it's great. You stop getting that feedback and then it changes your behaviors. We want to focus on our behaviors. Behaviors will lead to the outcome. The scale measure, clothes fitting, how they fit, scales, pathology results, all of that, they are lag measures. They are results that of behaviors and what you've chosen to eat and how you've eaten it. So they are lag measures. You focus on those, but a lot of people focus on those more than what the actual behaviors that are going to get you those results. We want to focus on those behaviors. And this is something I talk a lot about, and it's not necessarily what we consider the, the sexy stuff, the exciting things, and it's what's gonna get you the best results after your weight loss surgery. So that is another, That is the third one, is to stop all the positive changes and behaviors. And I'm working with clients in my coaching program. We're very clear about what are the key behaviors that really get results, and how to practice them and they're down pen on paper. So they're not kind of in the air and and vague, they're really concrete on what's going to be really key to not only getting your weight loss starting again if you are in a stall and moving out of that phase but they're the same behaviours that are going to keep that weight loss in the long term but also all that the other results that you get from your weight loss surgery. So not throwing out all and stopping all those positive behaviors and changes that you've made after your weight loss surgery so let's go back to sarah so i'll just recap from the beginning sarah applied to work with me she had had a sleeve gastrectomy six months prior to to reaching out to me her weight loss had stopped for two months And she'd gone into back on the app, calorie counting, doing activities, skipping meals, and she felt really low. And so that's just really a top line summary. When people apply to work with me, I offer to explore working with them in the DMs of Facebook or Instagram. But I also offer a free call. Sarah did a free call. And we really dug into where she was at and what she was struggling with. Now, as I said, having um, a stall or a plateau after weight loss surgery is really, we expect that, especially when we get to around the six months, we're expecting it to to stop and start. It can definitely happen before or happen later. But it's very normal. But they're kind of, I feel out with with people and what's the length of time? Two months is too long. There were definitely opportunities very clearly that we could or things we could improve in Sarah's diet and lifestyle to kickstart her weight loss again and keep it going. So Sarah decided to work with me. I ended up working with her for eight months. And I'm just going to recap on some of the things that we did Okay, so for me, it was was really clear of going back to the foundations and basics of really getting that regular eating schedule in and going back to protein. So really building protein intake up in her diet. But because I teach my clients on how to eat, not only what to eat. And the protein bites ratio, which I've talked a lot about, and Sarah's under one year after surgery, so it's three bites of protein to one bite of other whole grains, fruit or vegetables. Just doing that and getting regular intake and really holding her hand to step and getting off the app for a period, weight loss started again because one, we got protein up, it displaced carbohydrate intake, drifted down. Also, energy intake, we found a sweet spot because protein keeps you satisfied for longer and lower energy intake. So few things like that, really, in the first month, we got weight loss started again. So that that was great. But my goal is more long-term with clients. And with Sarah, we obviously kept on establishing that routine, how to plate her food up. It went into meal planning, good food choices, definitely but also it's around how do you live well and how is she going to keep focused on the foundation eating habits and those habits and not get pushed off course so much by what the scales are doing. So weighing less often, looking at other things in her life that are feedback of her non-scale victories, getting great activity from a mindset of self-care and moving the body. So we really worked on moving out of that dieting mindset, moving into a healthy eating mindset, getting everything rocking along. And there's certain basics that we worked on first before we moved into meal planning. And Sarah did a bit of shift work. So we really worked on how to get the schedule Going, not only during the day, but also in the evening. When she when she changed her schedule, and also meal planning that suited her life. Okay, so there are a few things that we did. So the, getting that weight loss started again was obviously super important for Sarah, but for me, that's the easy part. It's more of that establishing the ha- habits that are going to keep it going. And I have this. I say to people, especially in their first kind of 18 months. We go for gold, we, try and we want to squeeze out every bit of weight loss that we can get in that period because we are resetting kind of your weight set point. So we want to do that. And even though you're over a year, you still might be losing weight, but it's going to be very slow. It's great to get your head around that and really adjust as you progress further from surgery. You're not getting that feedback every time you jump on the scales. And that, I think, is really important to have that support to move not only through the weight loss phase, but move into maintenance. And no maintenance can be, for some people, a bit harder than the weight loss phase. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I thought it was really valuable to talk about the very normal things people do, or you could be doing, or you may have done, if you have experienced, or if you're experiencing a stall after your weight loss surgery. It's very normal to panic and and go into those default behaviors. But I wanted to let you through using a client story that there's a different way of approaching your journey. So thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate your support. I've been having wonderful feedback on my podcast, which is really lovely because I sit here in my office imagining talking to you all because I have so much contact with not not only my clients, obviously, but people on Instagram in my Facebook community. And so that's who I imagine I'm talking to, but it's lovely to get feedback. So thank you so much. I really appreciate the support. If you do enjoy this podcast, I'd love you to give me a review, rate it, the podcast, share it. You could even share it with somebody you think may find value in this podcast. So thank you so much. And I look forward to being back in your ears next week.